It's time to put on those oven mitts because it's time to bring the heat with Christian Brown. And welcome to another episode of Bringing the Heat. I'm your host, Christian Rao, and welcome to opening day preview, the season preview for the 2021 season. I'm here with no other than my right-hand man, Billy Graves. Billy, man, Ooh. how you doing? Hey, living large, man. Living large. Two sleeps away from opening day, one sleep away from Godzilla versus Kong, and that's important to me. Might not be important to you, but it's important to me. Hey, I want to see that movie, Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm pretty behind on movies. I need to get, get stepping on them, but that's one that's on there. Did you watch the the other gods? I'm sure you have, but you've watched the other Godzilla that just came out what, oh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I, I'm kind of like you. I'm behind on movies, except for movies that specifically interest me. I'm not a superhero guy. I don't do romantic comedies. Don't do romance of any kind. But man, Godzilla, ever since I was a little one, that's been, I, I guess you could say that's my superheroes, you know? Uh, the, the kaiju film. Actually, if you look at my Twitter bio, it says wannabe kaiju. That's the, that's the word for those Japanese flicks, the, the, the giant monster flicks, kaiju. Well, if you want to look at that Twitter bio, you can look at it at Billy underscore L underscore Flacco, Billy L Flacco. Hey, in other movies you like, you like some horror movies, right? Some slasher movies, if you will. Slasher flicks, man. Listen, when I was little, I'm going to keep going back to this, but when I was little, my parents used to go out on date nights. We didn't come up with a lot, okay? We weren't, like, uh, balling or anything. But my parents would go on a date night, maybe, like, once a month. They would go to, like, a neighboring town, have dinner at a place called Bonanza. Okay, Bonanza is what turned into Ponderosa, which I, I don't think it's around anymore either. I don't even know, but I remember Ponderosa. Well, before that, it was called Bonanza. And if I would go, I would always get like the, you know, just the, the, the buffet. And I would, I was so young, I only liked certain things. I would always get those ice cream bowls full of fried squash. And that's all I would get. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth. But anyway... There were times where they would sneak off and go to, you know, go on date nights, leave me with my sisters. Well, I would uh, sneak into my parents' bedroom, you know, just skulking around, and I would go and look into my parents' movies that I'm not allowed to watch. Not those kind, but the ones I'm not allowed to watch, like scary movies, stuff that, you know, people are going to get decapitated. Well, the movie I found was Friday the 13th Part 2. There it okay? is. Friday the 13th Part 2 started it all, and it was just uh, the beginning of kind of, I don't want to call it an infatuation, but definitely an interest in, you know, horror flicks, namely slasher horror flicks, because, you know, the, the supernatural stuff doesn't really do it for me. You know, when they get into possessions and, um, you know, exorcisms, not really my gig, but slasher horror, home invasion type horror, man, that's a whole different feel. Well, I'm glad you brought up slasher films, bring that up because it, you know, kind of turns into, it swings into what we were just talking about and what we have created between you and I. Uh, We started a website called slashersports.com. 
We are really taking off. I'm really excited to where it's at. You've, you've wrote some really cool things for UFC. Obviously, your podcast and Nasty Nine podcast is on there as well as this one. And there's going to be a lot more coming with it. I'm super excited for Slasher Sports. I know you are, too. You want to mm-hmm. say anything about it before we continue? Well, man, honestly, the, the, the content you're going to see on there is stuff that interests us. And if the things that interest us interests you, it's going to be a good place for you to visit, you know, just bookmark it or whatever. Like, I'm a baseball guy, but I don't necessarily always enjoy writing baseball. I like to watch baseball. I like to follow. I like to talk baseball. But I like to write MMA, especially those betting articles, you know, the, the betting advice articles. Yeah, uh, big into MMA games. Man, it was a good week. <laughs> and, and, and when you hit, you know, a, a plus 400 underdog, that's a good week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm excited for this 100%, and I can't wait for it to continue to grow. If you want to check it out, hit us up on SlasherSports.com. You can find all of Billy and my work and you can obviously find us on Twitter as well, at Slasher Sports. But hey, you know what we're here today for? We are here to talk about the last... This is the last podcast that Bringing the Heat will have before the first pitch of the 2021 season. This mm. is... We are we are sending spring training off, and we are getting hyped for opening day. Well, opening you know, you day. don't have to get hype if you stay hype. That's true. That's true. I heard that once, and I think you actually are reading my blog now because that's what I said it once or twice. But I'm telling you what, this, man, this, I can't believe it. 162. We're going to get 162 this season. It's going to happen. We're going to talk about who we think is division winners. I want to see your Cy Young predictions. We're going to get your your MVP predictions. And then I'm going to ask you at the end, what is your World Series prediction? We're going to hold these up. We're going to talk about them, maybe laugh at them at trade deadline at the end of the season this year. We might as well start this. This is going to be the first anniversary of opening day eve. Mm. Ready to get started? Let's get after it. All right. Here we go. Let's start off with the American League, and let's start off with the AL East. The defending, the reigning American League champions, Tampa Bay Rays, are in that mix. You got Aaron Boone's Yankees, who have been trying their hardest to make it to that big dance since they have had Boone. They felt they've fallen short. You have the Boston Red Sox, who are honestly a wild card team this year. And I don't mean wild card in the race. I mean like a true wild card. What are they going to do? Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are obviously not as competitive as we'd would hope and then the Toronto Blue Jays are a very exciting team to watch especially with picking guys up like George Springer uh, and company Billy who do you like in this division and why well you know coming in just completely unprepared I don't want to say unprepared but I don't have any notes in front of me okay this is just sh- shooting from the hip that's right I can tell you who I don't like and it's the New York Yankees I don't like them experts love them but I don't have them. I'm I'm saying low 90s wins. I'm taking the the, the team that's going to win this division is going to be the young, hungry Toronto Blue Jays. All right. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. that's I mean, I, I said it on the Nasty Nine podcast, but Toronto has got me impressed. I love their youth. I love their power. I love their speed. And I love the motivation they have and I love their pitching. So, you know, it, but if there is one, I guess, one knock on them, it might be pitching depth. But, you know, by the by the uh, the trade deadline, 
they're going to make a move. They might make two moves. They're going to be in the running. It's going to get them over the hump. They're, they're going to win the East. I love the depth of Toronto. I love what, uh, not with the pitching depth, but I love everything else, their, their bats. How amazing was it? Episode one of Bringing the Heat, we got to hear from Jace from the couch, and we got to hear of how amazing this team was stepping up. I think you and I are both more high on the Blue Jays than you know the people who actually write about them uh, over at jaysfromthecouch.com. But I agree with you. I'm taking the Blue Jays to win this division this year. I think they can do it. I'm a little concerned about the pitching depth when it comes to the, the bullpen now because of the injury to Kirby Yates. I think that's going to be a big hit, but I think they're going to find a way to you know come a you know, way to bring it back and come across that. I like Jordan Romano as being that you know fill in for that closer. I like him more as a setup guy, but you know things happen. People get injured, but. Whew. I like Toronto here. I think Toronto is going to win this division. I think that they are super underrated. Super underrated. Who do you have in last place? I just want to ask real quick. Is it the Orioles? Oh, it's definitely the Orioles. Um, and, and I've got my fingers crossed. I mean, I've been saying this, you know, all offseason. I'm really, I'm really hoping that the stars align and – the Orioles just decide to call it a you know call it a day, move on down here to Nashville so we can get ourselves a major league franchise. Well, I'll tell you what, if you get that, if the Orioles, I know we've had a lot of discussions in the past that the Orioles are broke and they might move somewhere. So if that's the case, you're going to have a pretty fun franchise and you're going to have a fun player in Ryan Mank- Montcastle. This is a Ryan Mountcastle stand podcast without question. I love that guy. Got I had the opportunity to watch him win the International League MVP in 2019 with Norfolk. I love that guy. So anytime I get a chance to talk about him, even though the Orioles are not going to be that great this year, I'm well aware. Um, but I'm going to talk about them here on this podcast. So if you're into that Ryan Mountcastle stuff, all that dirty stuff, all that bringing the heat, better keep listening this season. But I'm not going to ask you about any more last place teams, Billy, because that's not what we're here for. But I had to bring up Mountcastle in this swag. Um, and we're going to continue with the East, and we're going to switch over to the National League. And we're going to stay with that National League East. And I think this is the toughest division in baseball. Without question, in my opinion, I think this is by far the most difficult division in baseball. You have the defending NL champs. I'm sorry, the NL East champs, the Atlanta Braves. You have the New York Mets who did big things this offseason signing guys like Francisco Lindor. You have the 2019 World Series champions. The last time a 162-game season happened, the Washington Nationals won that World Series. You have the Miami Marlins who made the playoffs last year. And you have the Philadelphia Phillies, who are arguably the most underperforming roster in all of baseball. Billy, who do you like out of the, the NL East? NL East taking the New York Mets. Uh, I like all the moves they made in the offseason. And, and they haven't even, they haven't really scratched the surface on what they've got you know, on the farm. I, I think their trajectory is up. I think the Braves are, are still great. They're still the Braves. But I think they're going to be playing second fiddle to the Mets this year. I've got the Mets going far. I don't know how far, but I mean they're they're making a deep run in the playoffs. Well, I'll agree with you about everything except everything on that hmm. one, Billy. And I'm taking the Atlanta Braves to win this division. I think they don't play second fiddle. I think they're still first chair. 
I think that they're going to hold on to that division win. I think Acuna is going to be absolutely insane. He might be in my talks when we talk about maybe a possible NL MVP. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity for him to be 40 for 40 this year, 40 home runs, 40 steals. I am really excited to see what Acuna can do. And obviously, Freddie Freeman. The only, the only worries I have is that rotation. I do like what the Mets did. Don't get me wrong. But I still think this is the Braves' division to win. Yeah, I'll give you that. The The, the rotation is a question for me, though, as well. And I, I don't have many questions about the Mets' rotation. I think I think that's what's going to get them to the dance. And you got to dance with who brung you. You know, that those are the guys that are going to get it done. I'll, I'll take the, the rotation of the Mets, and I'll take the lineup of the Braves and make the perfect team. Oh, man, that would be a perfect team. My God, could you imagine that? Could you imagine uh, uh, Ronald Acuna and Jason or Jake DeGrom on the same team? That is absolutely incredible. Is there a better pitcher in the league than Jacob DeGrom? Nope, there is not. He's yeah. my guy year in, year out. Uh, my first pick in any fantasy draft, Jake DeGrom's the guy. All right. I want to make sure we're on the same page there. We got to at least leave on the same page. When we come out of this division, we did it right there. Let's continue and move on. What do you say? We'll go to the flyover states. Let's go into the Central. Let's talk about the AL Central, and let's talk about that exciting AL Central. Tony Larusa has a team in the AL Central. Can you believe that? He's got he's back in the Central, but it's with in the 2021. American twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one, yeah, the shift is going on. There's analytics. There's Tony Larusa. What something is something does not make sense like the others. But we got Tony Larusa on the Chicago White Sox. That is a very sexy roster. Is it too sexy of a roster? Is it getting too much hype? I'd like to hear your thoughts in a minute. We have the Minnesota Twins who are have been very consistent over the last few years but can't win a playoff game. Does that do anything to their chances of winning the AL Central? Got Detroit Tigers who are obviously in a rebuild. You have the Cleveland Indians who are a very interesting, very, very interesting uh, pick in this in this the division, where will they wind up? And then the Kansas City Royals had a pretty quiet but surprising and impressive offseason. Where do you put all these teams together? Who do you have winning this division? Where I put them, I put them all behind the Twins, first of go. all. There you go. But behind the Twins and the White Sox, but the Twins are winning this division. The White Sox are going to be really interesting. They're going to make it. They're going to make it really dangerous at the end. And I mean, they, they could really sneak in the playoffs as well, depending on how much they beat up on, you know, the Tigers and teams like that. But Minnesota is really where it's at. The The rotation is, I mean, completely sexy. Kenta Maeda, uh, Jose Barrios, Michael Pineda, Jay Happ, Matt Shoemaker. And you've even got Randy Dobnak sitting in the, you know, in, in the weights in the case of Shoemaker or Happ, you know, kind of falls flat. They got a decent bullpen, uh, really good closer. But all that firepower in the lineup, man, Sano, Polanco, Angelton Simmons, Josh Donaldson, left field's up in the air. I don't know what they've got going on there because they did option Alex Kirilov. But jump over into center, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, Mitch Garver, and then you got Nelson Cruz, man, Mr. Reliability. I don't think there's anybody that's hit more home runs than that guy in the last 10, 12 years. This is going to be uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting division but it is going to belong to the Twins. I've had the hardest time trying to determine between the White Sox and the Twins this season. It's tough. Between, between any other division winners, this has been the hardest one. 
Uh, I actually just talked to Emmanuel Brown, and we were talking about division winners on his podcast over on the I Love Baseball podcast. He had me on. It was a great time. And you'd have to, if you listen to that, I took the Chicago White Sox. And I took the White Sox only based off consistency because that's what I was picking throughout the spring. But I could totally see this go either way on this one. This is the one where I don't have a super bold take. Uh, this is one where I'm like, yeah, it could go either way, back and forth. Uh, if there's going to be a play-in game this year, I could totally see it out of the AL Central, 163 between the Twins and the White Sox. But what gets me is that rotation of the White Sox. I love Lucas Giolito. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, ground ball pitcher, the dead and ball. Is that, I think that's really going to help him out. Lance Lane just eats innings. He eats innings. I picture that Ezekiel Elliott uh, gif of him just eating cereal. That's Lance Lynn with innings. It's just insane. So I, I like that a lot. I think that the injuries that the offense has got from Chicago doesn't really hurt them as much as another team would because of how much depth they have. So I, I like Chicago, but not by much. I think if they do win, it's going to be by a game. That's why I think 163 could happen this year. And if it does, it's going to be between the Twins and the White Sox. But I'm taking the White Sox. What do you think about that? I can totally see it. But, you know, looking at that rotation, Carlos Rodon, he's – very overrated, if you ask me. Dylan Cease is unproven. Lance Lynn is the wild card here for me because after years of watching him in Minnesota, watching him in St. Louis, he was not on the level that he was in Texas. And, and he wasn't even on that level in New York. But the uh, he's the wild card for me because if he, I don't want to call it a regression, but if he corrects and puts himself back on that same level as he was in St. Louis and Minnesota, you can see games where he gets lit up. I don't think you're going to see the same Lance Lynn that we saw in Texas that was overachieving and outperforming his contract. I think we're going to get a more normalized Lance Lynn, especially when he has to face the, uh, the, the twins, you know, multiple times per season. If I could totally see that Lance Lynn was just lights out with the Rangers last year. That's all we could talk about. We, obviously, at the Nasty Nine podcast, you follow the Nashville Sounds. Nashville Sounds was with the Rangers last year, and there wasn't much to talk about with the Rangers last year except right. really Lance Lynn. So we, it was a blast to watch that. And Especially in totally 2019 when yeah. you had Lance Lynn and Mike Miner kind of going back and forth. That was largely a Miner and Lynn rotation followed by a bunch of other spot starters. But Lynn and Miner were lights out. Lynn you know, edged him out, but man, I just don't see him continuing you know, three seasons in a row having that type of output, especially now he's getting older and it's going to be a 162 uh, game season. It's going to be difficult. The more and more we talk about this and I talk about with other people about the AL Central, the more I want to pick Minnesota. I'll be completely honest there, but out of consistency, I'm going to hold on to the White Sox for our predictions as we go into the 2021 season. Can you believe it? 2021, the season is right here after having that 60-game uh, 2020 of what 2020 felt like a decade. We are finally back to a 162, Billy. How excited are you to be able to watch hours and hours of baseball and think you can be able to watch all 162, but you're going to find a way to mess it up. How excited are you to be able to mess it up and know that you're going to have more baseball to watch forever? 162 is back. Well, you know, I might mess it up. I might get out of schedule, but I'm going to be able to correct because I've got the MLB.TV package. And go. even if I'm blacked out, 
one hour after that game is over, I'm there because right. the the Nashville Sounds are back with the Milwaukee Brewers, meaning the games that I get to watch are going to be in the Central Time Zone again. No more staying up till midnight to catch, you know, a a, a 10, 12, 13 inning, uh, you know, tie. No, th- th- this is a six o'clock start, and I'm I'm in bed by ten. I'm I'm happy as a lark. I wish you you think you're gonna be in bed by ten. This guy's a grinder. This guy over here is a two job banger outer. Does everything. He kills it, and he's <laughs> and, and he rocks podcasts and episodes. Don't let him lie to you. This guy grinds more than any guy I know. Give him all the credit he deserves. He's not in bed by ten, uh, but he's but I'm excited for you to be able to watch 162 of the Brewers. The Brewers are going to be fun to watch, and what a great segue, Mr. Billy Graves, to talk about the National League Central and the Milwaukee Brewers. What a what a fun offseason they had, bringing over guys like Jackie Bradley Jr. Christian Yelich had an off year in 2020. Can he bring it back? Lorenzo Cain comes back from opting back in. It's going to be a very fun season for them. But are they the best team in the National League Central the St. Louis Cardinals brought over a pretty big ace in their pocket in Nolan Arenado coming over from the Colorado Rockies to play the hot corner at third base. And you got Paul Goldschmidt still. That's a pretty fun, pretty fun duo. And Jack Flaherty, in my opinion, is one of the nastiest pitchers in all the league. That dude throws nails. I love watching Jack Flaherty pitch. So those two teams, in my opinion, are the top. But there's still some other fun ones to watch. There's the Cincinnati Reds, who are a very fun team, which, you know, you can continue on and say great things about them. The Chicago Cubs, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do, if they're going to do a rebuild or if they will be competitive. They've made some moves that could go either way, in my opinion. And then that's it, right? I didn't miss anybody because the other team is a triple-A yep. team of – yeah, the Pirates are that's a triple-A team. So, all right. There's, cool. not, there's only a – it's a four-team division, and – there's another team they have like filler games with. I'm pretty sure the yeah, I'm pretty sure the Pirates were relegated uh, like years ago, but they just officially can't relegate them, so they're just still there. I think that's what it is. Yep, sounds right to me. All right, tell me though, what do you got for the National League Central? Are you going to be a homer? Are you going to pick those Brewers? Would it even be a homer pick? Are the Brewers the best team, or you got someone else? Well, I do have the Brewers, but I don't really consider it a homer pick. I'm I'm just now getting back into the swing with the Brewers. I'm I'm learning the roster. I'm learning the farm. I mean, I, I still don't know the the guys that I'm going to have because we're inheriting the the team that was in uh, San Antonio last year, and like I'm still learning who these guys are. Coming in, having seen what the the Cardinals did by picking up uh, Nolan Arenado, that's about all they've done. Like, what else have they done worth you know you know worth talking about? Now, have they gotten better? Have they gotten worse? Have they stayed the same? They've kind of stayed the same. What they lost in Colton Wong defensively and really by setting the table, you know, they they picked up an Arenado. They might have picked up a little bit more uh, run support, I guess, more more power, um, equally good defense. But largely, they stayed the same. They've lost some pitching. They uh, Who else did they lose? Um, I know they lost somebody else. Okay, so they lost Michael Waka. I do think that they're still a good team. They're formidable and they're going to be a problem, but they're not going to be so much of a problem that they take away the division from Milwaukee. I want to agree with you, Billy. I really do because then, I didn't do it. That, all right. So I'm going to have to say the Cardinals are going to win this division. I guess I'm agreeing with you, right? So 
Uh, <laughs> that's what we both agreed on, right? That is not what we agreed oh. on. Oh, okay. And uh, it's it's an asinine comment. I won't hear it, and I won't <laughs> respond to it. Oh, so <laughs> wait, you'll hear it. You won't hear that. You won't respond to it. Just like you know, you didn't even bring up. Talked about the Milwaukee Brewers, and I think we gotta probably talk about it real quick. You don't want to hear any more Daniel Vogelbach uh, slander, but I gotta tell you, I hate that guy. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan, so I want to hear what you gotta say real quick. Well, that's bring okay. The heat, Billy. Well, you know, baseball is a situational game. Oh yeah. Okay, baseball is a situational game, and when you have a player that fits a specific situation, you use him in those situations. And I believe that's what the Brewers are going to do versus right-handed pitching. And let me get these numbers pulled up because I don't want to be just talking out of school. You know what I'm saying? All right. Versus right-handed pitching. Daniel Vogelbach may only have a 224 batting average. And I'm talking about over the course of, two, of uh, 2020 and 2019. But he's got a 355 on base percentage, 472 slugging, 826 on base, 247 ISO. Okay, that is in the upper echelon of this entire team. And I'm talking about Travis Shaw, who's firmly planted at third base, better than Lorenzo Cain that everyone you know seems to love. Not better than Christian uh, Christian Yelich, obviously, but better than Aviso Garcia, better than uh, Manny Pena, better than Omar Narvaez. Th- these numbers are really only sec- uh, third or fourth to Keston Hura and Christian Yelich in this specific split of versus right-handed pitching. Do I ever want to see Daniel Vogelbach facing a left-handed pitcher? I absolutely do not. I don't want to see him as my everyday guy. But when you can get him in and he corrects, because we all know that when you move a player out of a certain environment where he is not thriving, it is very feasible that he is going to thrive in a new environment with new coaching. He seems to be doing that so far, and he has done very well with the Brewers, okay? This spring's no exception. He's hitting about 260 in spring. He only hit one home run, but he's gotten the most, uh, I think the fifth most, plate appearances of any player on this roster through spring and he's still batting in the 260 um you know the 260 level his strikeouts are down his walks are up it it could be an improvement that we needed out of dan vogelbach because i really think that people are judging him off of 2018 and prior you know the times that he got dfa'd uh, i think three times in a season yeah. I mean, that can happen in, in places where nobody's playing well. I mean, you, you feel what I'm saying, right? He, he I, comes feel to, exact, he, I, I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying for sure. I do. And ladies and gentlemen, if you like that Milwaukee Brewers take and you like all that great content, I need you to go ahead and hit pause real quick. Go on to Twitter. Follow Billy underscore L underscore Flacco, Billy L Flacco, and find his Nasty Nine podcast anywhere you listen or you can find it on SlasherSports.com because that is exactly the content he brings. But talking about Daniel Vogelbach, hey, man, if if I'm wrong, which I could be, I'm not that guy that's everyone's right. No one's ever right. But if I'm wrong about this guy, I'll bring my own fork to my own words. I'm not afraid of that. Uh, you might have to talk Frankie Castro into bringing his own fork. He might have a little harder time eating his own words on that one. But I'm not afraid whatsoever. But I'm telling you what. I just, and I think, you know, I think you're right, though. I think you got me. I think you just called me out. 
I think I am comparing it to 2018 too much, but I'm just, I, just like the pick in the White Sox. I'm gonna stay consistent. I'm gonna hold that hate until he proves me proves me wrong otherwise. <laughs> well, hey, here's the thing. Like, there's like there's no bone in my body that wants anybody to you know quote unquote eat their words. It's it's not a competition between me and you. It's a competition between Dan Vogelbach and the rest of the pitching that he's gonna face. This is his journey to follow. But is there somebody better? Than him on the roster, and I'm not talking about you know him being an afterthought. Oh, we might as well keep him because there's nobody else. No, he's doing well. Yeah, I mean he, str- he strikes a out spring. a lot. He's having a good spring. He does strike out a lot, but he doesn't strike out more than Keston Hira, more than Travis Shaw. He's right on uh, pace. His strikeouts right on pace with Yelich, Garcia, Billy McKinney, uh, Jackie Bradley, um, uh, Manny Pena. I probably said Manny Pena, but I mean nobody is striking out tons less than him. You know, and people that aren't named Colton Wong, who doesn't strike out ever, and, you know, Lorenzo Cain. But he's not doing terribly, and I think he's just getting a really bad rap. Look at us digressing here, bringing up the big, bad Daniel Vogelback during our opening day hype. We're hyping, we're hyping about baseball, and we're talking about Daniel Vogelback for 10 minutes, and I'm not even mad about it. One who'd have bit, thought? Billy Grace. Who would have thought? Look at I us. Mean, we, Yep, not even one bit. Yeah, exactly. Just take a look at it. Just take a look. All right, so you have the Milwaukee Brewers taking the NL Central. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals, but I like where the Brewers sit. I do. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a far from first place. It's first and second are going to be very close. I think third place, well, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on. We're going to start going over to the West, and we're going to continue on, go to the AL West. AL West is another fun one to watch. I think it's a three-team race. The other two at the bottom, Seattle Mariners, who I think are going to be solidified in the fourth spot. The Rangers are just god-awful. I think you left that organization at a very good time. Uh, But you have the Houston Astros, who made it to the ALCS last year, one game away from the World Series after being a 500 team in the the 60-game slate. You have the Oakland Athletics, who for the last – couple seasons anytime we had 162 won about 97 games which would be well enough to make the playoffs uh-huh. and then you have the angels who have mike trout who have tony rendon albert pujols you have joe madden you got a guy that has really done a lot of things in the playoffs and you have a guy in mike trout who's arguably the best player in baseball not make the playoffs since he's been on the organization so does that time come now what happens here, Billy? I know you have a pretty bold take here. I want to hear what you got to say. AL West prediction, division winner, go. Well, you know, Mike Trout is kind of the Jake the Snake Roberts of, you know, Major League Baseball, the, the <laughs> best guy to never win the world title. Um, Mike Trout is the best baseball player I've ever watched, probably in my lifetime, all around. Not the best hitter, but all around, best baseball player I've watched in my lifetime, I think. He does deserve a playoff run. He deserves some support around him. And honestly, I think this year he has that support around him. Not only that, but you have weaker teams in the division to beat up on. Maybe maybe the A's aren't as strong as they were. Maybe the Astros aren't as strong as they were. I think now it's you know prime time for the picking. My bold prediction is that the LA Angels take the AL West. And I've even got a bolder prediction a little bit later on concerning the Angels, but I'm going to leave it at that right now. They're taking the West. And I got a bold prediction for you, Billy. 
So I agree with you. Wow. Can oh. you believe that? I yeah, I agree with you. I think that the Angels are gonna win this one. And I think you and I have had this conversation before. I think it was over on your podcast, Nasty Nine. So if you want to listen to that, go ahead and listen to that AL West preview at the Nasty Nine podcast. If you want some more content from Billy and I and company, uh, those roundtables were a blast, by the way. Gosh, but so I'd have good. to say, yeah, they were great. But this Angels team, you know, someone who I really enjoy, I think he's super underrated, which is surprising because he's their ace. And that's that Dylan Bundy. I, I mm-hmm. love what Dylan Bundy can do. I think he is super underrated, super undervalued. And I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to have a breakout season. And these people keep talking about these Angels pitchers. These Angels pitchers, they're not going to be good enough. Well, I think they're going to prove them wrong this year. And I agree. I got the Angels as the AL West. Look at this, what you have, Billy. How amazing is this if this happens for the AL division winners? The Blue Jays, the Twins, and the Angels. I would love it. That was that would sound fantastic. And that is doable. I don't see a Yankee. I don't see a Red Sox. I don't see an Astro. How that, I mean... If you're listening and you're fans of those, I mean, if you're not fans of those, everybody's probably excited. They're like, about damn time. But if you're a fan of the teams that I said, you know, Yankees or Astros, sorry, not sorry at the same time. All right? Bang the <laughs> trash can slowly. All right, Billy. Um, hold on to that other bold take as we move on. Let's finish up these divisions because we got a lot more to talk about here on Bringing the Heat podcast opening day eve. Let's bring it on and let's talk about this National League West. Obviously, the defending. World Series champions, Los Angeles Dodgers, lead off here. Mookie Betts is arguably uh, battling with Mike Trout as the greatest player in the game right now. Uh, you could make that argument. MLB has him at number two right now. Is Mike Trout still at number one? I think I agree with that, but it's very close. You have the San Diego Padres who have done some fantastic things this offseason, bringing guys over like Blake Snell, you Darvish, Victor Carantini, uh, in company, and you still got you just signed, you know, Francisco Tatis Jr. to 14 years. Manny Machado's still there. Great things. San Francisco Giants are a really fun team to watch. You know, they had some fun year, uh, fun games last year. Mike Yastrzemski is a very fun guy to watch. They got you know Anthony Descafani over there. I think they're going to be a fun team. Arizona Diamondbacks, Natalie Yerkes' team, Billy. Oh, Natty Ice. Yeah, Natty Ice. They're going to be fun to watch. Uh, I'm really excited to watch them. I think they could be a very underrated pick. If someone pick them, I don't know if that's a thing that you're going to do here. And then who am I missing? I'm missing the Colorado Rockies. I think we're all yeah. well aware the Colorado Rockies traded Nolan Arenado. They're probably going to trade Trevor Story at one point. They're not going anywhere. There's a little cold take, not a bold take, since the Rockies are always cold. I'm taking the Rockies as the second worst team in the major league. This year, the worst in the NL. I think the Rangers are going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah, they're one of the bottom four. Yeah, for sure. But who do you got winning the National League West? Is it the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies, Padres? Who do you got? Well, I needed to sit on this one for a little bit because I'm about to do something that I never, ever thought I would do. And I didn't want to do it, especially not here in this cold space. Of bringing the heat, John Silver. For Christ's sake, you better figure it out. (laughs) Well, on the Nasty Nine podcast, I made the prediction that the LA Dodgers were going to win the NL West. Today, on this very podcast, Christian, I'm going to have to pull back from that one. Oh my God! Over the last little while. 
I've gotten so fed up and sick with one Trevor Bauer that I can't stand to stomach supporting him through this season, even long enough to win, you know, a, a divisional title. And, and listen, even though he's been talking some crazy smack to, uh, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers, Walker Bueller is my guy. He's a Vandy guy. I'm, you know, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and that's where my guy comes from. You know, in college anyway. But nah, the Padres are taking this division. I'm, I'm, I don't feel bad whatsoever about changing my pick. But man, I really like to stick to my guns once I've made up my mind. This time I'm going to reholster it, and I'm taking out the pistol that. Kills the sheriff. His name, San Diego Padres. Telling you what, my God, Jim Ross just said, by God, four times after hearing that under the black hat. I'm telling you what, insane. He's got a family. Insane, Billy. The San Diego Padres winning the NL West. And that's funny that you bring that up because I don't know if you remember, but uh, during your podcast, I feel like you do remember because this was a pretty hot take, but I took the San Diego Padres to win the National League. And unlike you in this case, I'm going to keep to my word here. Obviously, you just can't keep your word. That's what it is here. That's what uh, it but, is. <laughs> but I'm taking the Padres to win this one too. Two for two against the World Series champions. Who knows what will happen there, but I love what the Padres did. I think it comes down to the pitching rotation. They have the opportunity to do very good things, win 99, 100 games. They also have an opportunity to win 70 games. It all depends on the health and success of that rotation. They have the run support. They have what they need. The Dodgers are going to be in the playoffs, whether they win the division or not. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind there. And when they do make it to the playoffs, they're going to be nasty because they're not set up for the regular season. They're set up for those three-game series in the playoffs with Kershaw, Bueller, and Bauer. So I, I'm I'm definitely not um, ruling out the Dodgers, but I think the Padres get the best of them in the NL West. Billy, round it up. Check this out. We had the Jays, Twins, and Angels in the AL. In the National League, you had the Brewers, the Mets, and the Padres. Who are your two wild cards for each side? Wild cards are definitely going to be Atlanta and the Dodgers. And in the AL, looking at the White Sox and the Yankees. I like all of those. I do. I like all those. I can't really disagree with you one bit. All right, let's move on. Let's segue. Let's talk about some pitching. We just talked about who we think is the best pitcher in all of baseball, and that is Jacob DeGrom. He leads an elite bunch of pitchers in the National League. Who is your pick for the National League Cy Young? Is it Jacob DeGrom, or is it somebody else we haven't talked about? Is it maybe Trevor Bauer, the guy that you absolutely love so much? Or is it someone else on your mind? So my first pick, definitely Jake DeGrom. It's it's his until he doesn't win it for me. But being that that's the easy pick, he's 1A. 1B is going to be a surprise out of the Milwaukee Brewers rotation, Corbin Burns. I think he's going to come in, he's going to light him up, and he's going to be opening day pitcher next season. Ooh, Corbin Burns. Corbin and that's, Burns. That's a, 
And is that a slap in the face to Mr. Brandon Woodruff has taken Absolutely over as the ace? Absolutely not. I wouldn't do <laughs> such a thing. This is this is more of a pat on the back to Corbin Burns than anything. He he's got a if baseball. I don't even know if baseball has a most improved player. Does it? No, I don't think so. No. I don't think so either. If they did, Corbin Burns would have been it. Going from a, an eight ERA in the bullpen in 20, uh, 2019 to a two eleven ERA in twenty twenty, even though it's an abbreviated season, man, he was killing it. And he was, I believe, sixth in uh, Cy Young voting. He, he's going to bump it up this season. And if Degrom somehow falls apart, he's there. He I is love right the- there. I love Jacob DeGrom. I'd call him 1A for me, too. I like that little 1A thing. And I got a little bold take for 1B. I think it's going to be a San Diego Padre, but not the Padre you think. I like Denelson Lamette. I think Denelson Lamette is going to be a very fun pick, especially if he can come back and get healthy. If he is, once he does get healthy, watch him out. Watch out for him in uh, the Cy Young race. I liked Denelson Lamette. What's well, crazy that they've got such a rotation? For I mean, forget about Lamette. You've also got uh, you Darvish. You got Blake Snell. Man, like there's three guys right there that could be in the top ten. Yeah, they're just they're I just going to be really difficult to beat. I agree. Those 19 games between the Padres and the Dodgers very well may be the best 19 games in the entire MLB season this year. I guarantee some of those will be. For sure. I guarantee some of those. If you have, we will have to go back in the offseason. We're going to have to probably find some things to talk about. We should probably make an episode this offseason of the top 10 games of the entire year. And I'm going to take a hot take now. I would not be surprised if four out of those 10 were Padre Dodger games. Yeah. And at least two are going to be um, Twins and White Sox. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I like that. See, we already got some. That's already a great episode for (laughs) six to seven months from now, and I'm looking forward to it. All right. So we talked about that. Let's move on to the American League. Shane Bieber has been lights out. He won the Cy Young last year for the Cleveland Indians. American League still has some great guys. Garrett Cole leads the rotation for the Yankees. There's plenty of other guys I'm not speaking of, but I'm going to send it over to you, who is your AL American League Cy Young winner for 2021. Well, I said I had a bold take for the the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. And I'm going with Dylan Don't Give a Damn King Kong Bundy is who I'm going with. (laughs) Oh, it was the King Kong because of what's going on tomorrow. What's on your mind, Billy? No, no, no. King Kong Bundy was a wrestler from back in the 80s. So I was just sticking with the wrestling theme. But, man, it fits, doesn't it? It does. Certainly does fit. I like Dylan Bundy. I like Dylan Bundy here. I think he's going to be in the race, but I'm telling you what, I really think Garrett Cole is going to be super hot this year. I think he's going to take off, and I know that doesn't seem like, you know, a crazy bold take or anything, Uh, and usually I'm one that goes off the rails, but it's hard for me not to say Garrett Cole. I'm going with Garrett Cole for the AL Cy Young. He's a safe pick. You know, mine is a lot riskier because I'm depending on somebody to just have a breakout season. But it's somebody that I do believe is primed for a breakout season. And honestly, the the chances go better towards Bundy fi- finishes in the uh, you know the top eight or so. But man, it, what's it cost me to be wrong in this one, right? If I'm right, oh man, I'm a soothsayer. But, you know, the reason I don't go in the cold direction is because of that division he has to play. I mean, yeah, he's going to get to beat up on, you know, some of the lower teams. 
but he's got to deal with you know the Rays. He's got to deal with uh, the the Blue Jays. I just don't I don't like his chances you know going against teams like that. So I think it's going to raise that that ERA a little bit, and that's probably the biggest you know the biggest factor in you know Cy Young voting. So I tried to stay away from the AL East. And uh, I wanted to kind of gear myself towards the AL West where the, the batters are a little weaker and Bundy doesn't have to worry about facing Mike Trout and Tony Rendon. That's true. He gets them on his team. And that's pretty. That's a pretty cool way to look at it. And it's hard to disagree. I think he's Yeah, when you make a prognosis right. like that, that's really the only logic that I could really throw out there. Yeah, look at you, the doctor over here. You just There's plenty of names coming up for Mr. Billy Graves today. The doctor, the professor, the doctor, the slasher, you name it. He's got it. And he's just continuing on here with some great takes as we're almost done with this episode with our opening day Eve. I just can't say it enough that we are almost at opening day. You guys, before we move on to the final two things I want to ask you, opening day series for you guys over at the Nasty Nine podcast with the Brewers. They're playing the Twins. You just had a really cool episode with Brandon Ward talking about the Brewers and Twins series. Uh, how'd that go? And what do you think about this series as we continue on to opening day tomorrow? Well, you know, Brandon Warren is one of the better guests that I've had on. He can just rattle off the, the Minnesota Twins facts and, you know, really about baseball at, at large. But he's my guy when it comes to Minnesota Twins baseball. I'd like to have at least one contact to kind of represent, not really represent, but to cover, you know, every team. I don't want a large load of information coming at me and you know Brandon's perfect for that he's got this this newsletter that he sends out you know every day every other day it's easy to read and you know he's well informed so having him on was a was a blessing it was you know humbling because he doesn't have to take time to do that you know but he um he came on and we talked about, you know, the probable pitchers who were looking at Kenta Maeda, Jose Barrios, and probably Michael Pineda for Minnesota. And for us, you know, the Brewers were looking at Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Adrian Hauser. Uh, contrary to what I thought was going to happen, I thought we were going to throw a lefty in there and, you know, make it Brett Anderson, but that didn't happen. But looking at past performance, we don't usually hit Maeda, nor do we hit Barrios very well. We're kind of depending on the anomaly of 2020 to not hold true so much. And hopefully we can, if, if we do have to drop one to Maeda, we can turn around and kind of smack Barrios a little bit. We haven't seen him a lot. He hasn't seen us a lot. So the small sample size of what we have seen kind of goes out the window. Pineda, we were the team is batting around 300 against him, or maybe like 280 something. So it looks a little bit better on paper. I think we can handle him a little easier, especially if we have the the batter matchups. I think the the Brewers come out with a two to one series win, but it's going to be ugly. A lot of low scoring games, I think. Well, I think you are right, and that's what I picked in your little vote, you your little poll you had on Twitter. And there's still oh. time left, so if you're listening, go ahead and check out his poll for the Brewers series on his on his Twitter at Billy underscore L underscore Flacco. That's he it. wants to know who's going to win that three-game series. Is Brewers going to sweep? Twins going to sweep? Or is it going to maybe be a twin, uh, 
Twins take it, but not a sweep. Or same with the Brewers, but not a sweep. I took the Brewers, but no sweep. That's what I picked, and I think you're right. Two to one Brewers. All right, so recap real quick. Cy Youngs. We both have Jacob DeGrom, 1A. I have Denelson Lamette for 1B. For 1B for you, you have... Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, that's right. And he's he's going number two in, against the Twins uh, this opening day, weekend. For the AL, I have Garrett Cole, and you have Dylan Bundy. And I said his name wrong, didn't I? I didn't say his name right. It's not Dylan Bundy. What was it again? It's Dylan Don't Give a Damn King Kong Bundy. Okay, and I apologize, Dylan, for mispronouncing your name. All right, let's get on. Let's talk about the MVP because that is one of the, obviously, the most fun awards to talk about in all of baseball. The American League MVP was given to Jose Abreu last season, and what a season he had. I would not be surprised to see him in the race again this year. There's also a huge amount of players from, obviously, the Yankee squad, Judge, Stanton. Who knows if they can step up and do something. You can see more White Sox. You can see, man, it's just, who knows? It could be Ryan Mountcastle. That's probably who it's going to be. It's going to be Ryan Mountcastle. I'm glad I'm already telling you who it is. Uh, But, Billy, who do you got for the American League MVP? Well, you know, that award belongs to Mike Trout until he decides that he doesn't want to be in the running. He's going to pull a Garth Brooks, and he's going to tell him, like, you know what? Let somebody else win Entertainer of the Year. I'll just put out my music. You guys pick a winner. Mike Trout, he's not going to do that. He's going to win MVP again because he's the best player on this planet. I agree 100%. Mike Trout deserves that MVP. And if he does decide to do a Garth Brooks, hopefully he does it after he retires. If not, Major League Baseball needs to get a team in Las Vegas, and he needs to be on it um, because we need to get (laughs) – we can't lose Mike Trout in baseball. But I agree. Mike Trout is no doubter MVP to me. However, I think there's – got to throw someone in there. Yeah, get you a little little 1B. little 1B, and I think it's somebody on his same team, Anthony Rendon. I think that Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout are both going to be in the top three in AL MVP voting. That's how how good I think that both these guys are going to be, top three, both of them. Uh, And I think Rendon has the opportunity to do it too. So I think if anybody beats Trout, it's his good old teammate. Yeah, the, the pitching in the AL West is not going to be something that's going to, I guess, strike fear into, into into guys like that. Those guys are going to murder the ball like they always have, and they're going to do it with a weakened pitching division. I think this is the most exciting award race right here, and that's the National League MVP. There are some exciting young guys that can really make this uh, an MVP race to remember for the first time in a long time since we're at 162. Mookie Betts for the Dodgers. We got Christian Yelich. We have Ronald Acuna Jr., Francisco Tatis Jr., Freddie Freeman. Uh, The list goes on and on. Who do you have for your National League MVP? I have a feeling we're both going to not agree on this one because there's just so many choices. There are a lot of choices, and I could go with a homer pick, but I've already done that with Corbin Burns and my Cy Young pick. So I'm going to go with Mr. Ron Acuna Jr. I think he's going to carry that team. He's going to do the, uh, you know, 50-50 isn't off the plate. We we were looking at 40-40, you know, a home run stolen bases. 50-50 isn't off the plate. So uh, he he could very well do that. He's my MVP. 
50-50 has never happened, and if anybody can do it, I think Ronald Acuna Jr. can do it. I mean, he's a guy that's not afraid to steal bases. He's It's just absolutely incredible. Uh, well, back absolutely in the day, it was unheard of to have a 30-30, and I want to say that only Barry Bonds and Jose Canseco had done that for the longest. I don't know if somebody else has done that since. Has somebody done 30-30? And then maybe 40-40, only Bonds had done it. Is, is it am, am I remembering that correctly? It sounds good, but I'm not for certain. Well, we're going to go with it, and I'm sure somebody out on the Twitterverse is going to correct us. I say um, we roll with it. Yeah, I say I'm we old. Roll with it. I can't remember stuff all the time. I can remember what happened in 92. Can't happen, you know, I can't remember what happened two weeks ago, though. So, you know, just Glad you can remember what happened in 92. I can't remember what happened in 92. Great year, though. That was the year I was born, the old man. Well, that's what I was going to say. I remember that happening. Oh, I was okay. invited. You know, they, they invited <laughs> me to, to be the moil, oh. which is who performs the circumcision. And I said, oh, well, I'm no. not even Jewish. It's I can't do that. So I didn't do it. Oh, well, thank God for that. You know, I, it was fun I, warming I, up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, back on to the MVP race here as we move off of circumcision and off and off into the National League MVP talks. You take Acuna Jr., I'm telling you what, 50-50 could happen, especially nowadays with the pitchers. There actually was a report that came out. The pitch speed, I'm sorry, not the actual pitch speed, but the amount of time the pitcher uses to get to the plate has actually increased over time. If you're thinking about Ricky Henderson back in the day, uh, the way that pitchers were always just throwing heat straight up and they were more focused on getting the guys out, there'd be no way. I would never say there's no way Ricky Henderson could do 50-50 or even 50 steals, let alone home runs. But nowadays, if anybody could do it, I could see Ronald Acuna. But he's not my World Series, or I'm sorry, he's not my MVP pick. He's not. I say he's in the top three, but I'm giving it to, this is, I guess, where you could consider my homer pick. But I'm going the Juan Soto. I think Juan Soto deserves this MVP. Well, I don't think he deserves it. I think he's going to earn it. I think there's an opportunity that he could go for the triple crown this year. I think he could lead in a lot of stats. I think he's a very well-rounded baseball player. And I think we're going to see that in, in, the, um, in the stats. We're going to see that a lot this year. I like Juan Soto for my MVP. And that's who I'm picking. I'm locking it in. Yeah, I wouldn't argue that. Juan Soto's a bad man. He's really young. He's got so much time to improve upon an already ridiculous skill set. I mean, that's not a ridiculous pick. Juan Soto's a bad dude. When you have to make a ranking for who is the top five or top ten baseball players in the league right now, it is very difficult to do. I watched MLB do it in a, a series the other day, and I was watching them, and it was hard to agree with one and two. I mean, I think Mike Trout's a number one still over Mookie. I do. But there's an argument there. There's an argument now. There wasn't an argument before. There's an argument now. Uh, but when you go to like three, four, five, and so on, it's absolutely insane, especially with some of these young guys. Tatis. Well, I didn't even bring up Corey Seager, you know, for the Dodgers. There's just so many great players. Nolan Arenado. It's, it's just insane. I, but I digress. We talk about these MVP races. You're going to take Acuna Jr. for the National League. I'm taking Juan Soto, and we're both taking Mike Trout for the American League. Let's lock it in, and let's see where we sit at the trade deadline when we bring back and look at these ones. I'm going to have you on, obviously, way sooner than that. You're kind of stuck with me, Billy, as we're on Slasher Sports, and I'm stuck with you, but that's okay. Until death do us part, they say. 
But let's talk about this fall classic, 2021. It's down the road a little bit. We have to wait 162 games to get to the playoffs. I'm not mad about it whatsoever. I'm going to continue to say 162 until we get to game 162 because I'm just so excited. But who do you have? We already talked about who you have in the American League. You got the Blue Jays, the Twins, the Angels, and then your wild cards are the White Sox and the Yankees. Out of those five teams, who's making it to the World Series in the American League? Well, you have to figure that pitching staffs kind of get shrunk up a little bit when you get into the playoffs. You start going from five-man rotations down to four, or you you start kind of pulling that fifth starter into a bullpen role, and it, it makes it really difficult to make that prognosis. But it's going to be even more difficult to exclude the Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, those three teams all have elite pitching one through four. My World Series pick, at least for the National League, is that what you're asking, only the National League, or are we going with the American as well? You can go ahead and go both. Go both. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say the San Diego Padres and the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> oh, man. What a World Series that would be between the San Diego Padres and the Blue Jays. And you know what? Let's just kick it off real quick. And let's, I, I got to know now, who do you have winning and how many games? Let's just go that bold. Go. Well, <laughs> that's where I take <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays in five games because their firepower, their youth is going to keep them going all 162 games. They don't have to worry about any old men slowing down. They're durable guys. The pitching, man, I love Hunjin Ru so much. And I think this is going to be one of those years where he surprises everybody. Everybody knows he's good, but in my opinion, he's effing great. And he's going to be World Series MVP by winning two games. And, well, man, do I want to go that far, though? Do I want to get that? Did you give me a World Series MVP, even? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because he's going to shut the Padres down. The the, the Padres are going to score, you know, their runs throughout the season. But, man, when they hit that elite guy... It's going to slow down. They're going to depend on their pitching. Because I I said from the beginning, what I like about the Padres is their pitching. And where they've got good but not great or great but not elite, um, you know, hitters in in the batting order. So, I mean, outside of Tatis, you've got some really good but not amazing players. You've got four amazing pitchers. So, that's just what I'm going with in, in a very way too early prediction because here we are March 30th Godzilla hasn't even come out yet I mean that, that changes the way that, you think I, yeah it might change the way I think what what if you know they come out and he kills Kong at the end or something I'm, I'm gonna be in a, a state of you know uh, I'll be comatose for at least a week yeah, when I we wake up I might that. feel completely different that's true, and if especially if Godzilla was maybe wearing a Dodgers jersey, you could totally think Good of something. God, yeah, I'd yeah. turn it off. 
turn it off. Hey, I like that San Diego pick. You and I might want to put something on FanDuel because I'm taking the San Diego Padres for a World Series as well. But I'm going to have to change it up. Just kidding. I took the Toronto Blue Jays as well, man. I did did that. I did. I did. We picked, uh, I I don't know if you remember, but you you and I are both members of the IBWAA, and they asked us for our World Series predictions about two weeks ago. And I picked the San Diego Padres and the Toronto Blue Jays. That was before the Kirby Yates injury, uh, but I think they will find a way to... Well, he's not going to be out all year, though, right? Yeah, he's going to be out all year. He is. Um, is he? Jordan Romano is going to have to fill the fill the the seats of him, fill the shoes of him, I should say. But I think the trade deadline is going to be in their favor. But I'm taking the Blue Jays and the Padres. But I'm taking it the other way around. Padres win in seven. Your MVP is no other than the great Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, man. What? Hey, what an episode that was. We just. Hey, I think you and I brought the heat there. That was fun. Uh, it but got nasty. It got nasty. We talked about circumcision, so I'm pretty sure it did get nasty. You definitely brought the nasty nine to this podcast. I brought the heat. We both brought the heat. But this was fun, as you like to say. Let's put a bow in it. And cool. um, yeah, I'm gonna take a little word from you there, and we're gonna end this podcast. But first of all, Billy, let the listeners know what you got going on and where they can find you guys i've got the nasty nine podcast going on that is what you know that's the project that that's what i'm trying to grow the nasty nine is the brand but guys catch us on slashersports.com that's where all our work is going you're going to find, you know, my podcast, you're going to find Christian's podcast, you're going to, you know, see articles, baseball articles, MMA betting advice articles. We're trying to grow a little by day, you know, but find me on social media. First on Facebook, you can find me on the podcast page, the Nasty Nine Podcast. Just search it up. Uh, DMs are always open because, I mean, I, I want to hear from you guys. On Twitter, at Billy El Flaco. El Flaco, the skinny one, um, underscores between each word, Billy El Flaco. And other than that, th- that's where you're going to find me. I don't I don't hang around anywhere else. I'm not a weirdo. Well, Billy, we made it. Thank you so much. We are at it. Make sure you uh, read a bedtime story. It is opening day eve. Get some sleep, man, because there's no sleep till October once tomorrow hits. It is time to rock and roll. It is opening day right around the corner. We are finally here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm bringing the heat. That will wrap it up for this episode. I hope you guys stay tuned for our next episode as we continue on with some great baseball content. You're going to have a nice new opening for the show when we get to the season. We're going to wrap up. We're going to retire this intro on this nice episode. So, Billy, you get to retire with the nice, um, what we have here is a failure to communicate intro here. You get to retire that with me. And we're going to bring in a brand new intro to kick off opening day. I'm so excited for everything. 162, here we come. Billy, thank you so much. But until then, guys, we'll see you back here on the next episode of Bringing the Heat. Take care.
Bringing the Heat is brought to you by Slasher Sports. SlasherSports.com, the hot corner of sporting news, the latest news and entertainment. Check out SlasherSports.com, home of Bringing the Heat podcast, Nasty Nine podcast, MMA articles, and much, much more. Check it out again at www.slashersports.com.